Welcome to Coffee Time, a show about life, relationships, faith, and family. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andy and Rennie Bowman. Well, welcome to Coffee Time with Andy and Rennie. We're the Bowmans, and we're glad you're here, and we're trying to put a little happiness and a little light in a very dark world right now. Rennie? What? I know we never do this, but no. I thought it might be interesting that we discuss how to fight fair in marital relationships. <laughs> you think I know anything about fighting fair? We've read. <laughs> Not necessarily experienced, but we've read about it. Well, after this many years of marriage, we have had our share of um, disagreement, shall we say. Discussions. Heated discussions at times. <laughs> and a lot of people lose their cool and sometimes lose a relationship because of the way they're fussing and fighting and carrying on. Well, yeah. I mean, I could have divorced you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. there, were times, there were times I felt like that. But then we realized, I don't know what year it was, but we were... We were talking to someone who knew quite a bit more than we did, and they were teaching us about everybody fights, especially in marriages. That's just the nature of the beast. But there is a way to fight to win, parenthesis, and lose, or there is a way to fight, parenthesis, and be fair. Well, yeah, you can either build up your marital relationship, even through disagreement, or you can destroy it through those same disagreements. The one good thing I found through the years is you have a completely different view of a certain matter or subject matter and... It is amazing how we can hear, you and I can hear the very same material or read the very same material and take away the opposite meaning out of it. It absolutely amazes me. It amazes and startles me sometimes that I can be that wrong (laughs) those few times that I am. But a lot of families we've dealt with through the years and we've known through the years, it seems like they can have a disagreement over the way the pork chops are cooked. And next thing you know, they're in divorce court. The thing that you and I are still trying to learn is the meaning and the reason for fighting. I think in a lot of marriages and in ours back in the early years, when you fought, you fought to win. That's the way we were taught. Right. We fought. When you fight, of course, you fight to win. But that destroys the relationship, kind of like chipping away at a big brick wall, brick by brick by brick. It took you a while to build the walls up to protect the family and to be a solid relationship, but doesn't seem to take near as long to tear down. So what is the real way to fight fair? Because you're going to fight. Unless one of you doesn't have a spine, one of you is married to a jellyfish, you're going to fight. So if fighting is not to win, because that destroys the relationship and then destroys the marriage and then destroys the family. If that's not the reason why, then what, how do you fight? How do you fight not to win? That doesn't even make sense when you say it out loud. But there is a way to fight and to not to win, not to make it the purpose of it not to win. And what I'm saying is fight to try to understand the other one's point of view. 
and okay. to come up to come to a conclusion and maybe both of you can add to each other and come down the line with a stronger relationship and when it's all said and done you understand each other better but let's talk about some rules to that there ought to be some rules you know if we go into a boxing ring with mike tyson even there's going to be some rules and so there ought to be some rules on how to do this uh, this conflict in our own marriage right first rule that i that i think you may not agree is you got to fight fair and under that topic of fighting fairly there are some subtopics are we agreeing on this so far yes um for example one of the rules we learned is don't be historical don't be historical. That has to do with history. So go ahead and explain that, and I'll see if I agree with you. Well, if you're in an argument or a discussion, one party or the other has a tendency to bring up all the failures of the other party's background. Or to say, you always do it that way. You know I can't stand it. Or... You never put the lid down on the toilet. (laughs) That's right. Now think about those two words. You always do so-and-so or you never do so-and-so. Think of the total improbability of that. Yeah, if you say I always do something wrong, well, I could probably take you to task and say, well, that was one time (laughs) (laughs) that I didn't. But the, the fact of the total, absolute improbability of always or you never set that aside the fact and I just lost what I was going to say the fact is there's times when it did happen or it didn't happen and so you just contradicted yourself I know what I was going to say I'm having I'm having brain problems this morning the fact that the inflammatory nature of that right there the accusatory nature. Yeah, it is totally inflammatory. For me to say, you never do so-and-so. Automatically, what's going to happen? Your arms are going to cross emotionally and mentally. Oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you what you never do. It's totally inflammatory. So, You're not setting yourself up to, to understand each other. You're setting yourself up to, to escalate the problem. Yeah. So, rule number one, don't get historical. How about rule number two? don't get hysterical. Mm, explain that word. Well, from a male point of view, men can't deal with women's tears. And women can't deal with men's tempers. Okay, well, let's go for the first one. Let's, let's, yeah. I'll address the men's tempers. But you address the women's tears. Why... Why do you say, and I've heard it said before, why do men dread women's tears? It's hard to argue with your wife that you care about when she's crying and sobbing and all upset like that. So, so you're saying that we, are you saying that we manipulate you? Yeah. Really, you think we can turn the waterworks on and off just like that at will? No, it's just that women are sensitive and feeling beings as a rule and so when they get it get the, a man says something that offends them or hurts their feelings they can automatically feel like they 
can turn on the waterworks. <laughs> Yo, turn on the waterworks. Not and that they on and off. I'm simply saying when you cross that line and hurt their feelings, then it becomes emotional. Because they are emotional creatures. Exactly. I, as as a rule, as a whole, they are much more emotional than a man. And tears are an automatic reaction to feelings being hurt. Kind of a default. <laughs> you might say that. Maybe. But I do understand, even though I understand a woman who will automatically, the tears come whether she really wants them to or not. I understand from a man's point of view, he feels like that is manipulation because it invariably puts him feeling helpless. And he feels like I really, not only were we arguing about something, but now I've really hurt her feelings. And so it creates a whole new set of circumstances. And most men who care about their spouse, they really don't like that. They can't deal with that. They don't know how to answer that. Okay. Well, you said that for the, for the woman, what we don't like, and I can talk about that, is I have watched men are much stronger. That is just a fact. Physically, you have much denser, stronger muscles. You are you your your physical presentation is usually much more threatening than the female presence. And when a when a man gets angry, if he's not careful, he can be a much more of a physical threat to a female. Because so, he's just stronger. And if a man decides to use that, that's, that's very, very threatening to a female. It feels like he's not fighting fair. We want to tell you about one of our good friends in Idabel, Oklahoma at the Red Bee Restaurant down on Central Avenue. Go by and say hi to Ben Dead and tell her Andy and Rini sent you. Call them at 580 286 7919 Red B. Mm, good. Well, it's not because to some women, some particular women, it's very intimidating to have a husband who is stronger and oftentimes larger and he swells up to some degree or turns red in the face or whatever. That puts the woman on the defensive automatically. Yeah, he's, I, I think it behooves every man out there to learn control. You have to learn control of your emotions because your emotions control your behavior. And if you're married to a much smaller, weaker, physically woman, and you don't control your emotions, a.k.a. your temper, then she can feel threatened. And I've, I've talked to a lot of women, they do feel threatened. Well, let's move on to some more rules about this thing. Uh, I think rule number three would be that you have to determine, do you want to be right or do you want to save the relationship? Because the old saying is you can be right and be dead right and That's ruin everything about your relationship. Right. You, the, the main thing that you and I had to learn was do I want to be right and prove him right or do I want to build a relationship? And that's the reason why I said at the beginning of this podcast, you fight, there's fighting is natural. Fighting is going to happen in a marriage. But fighting fair means you're coming to a better understanding of each other which, like you said, builds a marriage. 
Whereas if you're just wanting to win, to prove that you're right and he or she is wrong, your spouse is wrong, then you're just building yourself up. You're proving that I'm right, I'm smarter than you. And what you're doing is you are tearing down the relationship which tears down the marriage. Well, just in the terminology used about um, fighting to win or fighting to be right, mm -hmm. you just told the other person you lose or you're wrong. Oh, you know, that's a very good point. I thought about that the other day. I think you and I thought about something. What? Oh, us? <laughs> yeah. And I was fighting to win. And I was thinking about it. I was in washing my face, getting ready to put on my makeup. And it hit me. If I win, and if I do remember right, I think I did feel like I won. I had played dirty and I felt like I won. If I remember right. And all of a sudden, and I was thinking about that. I won. Dad coming, I won. And then it hit me. If I win, somebody has to lose. Because if there's a winner, there's a loser. Yep. And then it hit me. I guess God was talking to me. How does it feel to lose? If I win, you have to lose. And I've been on my end of, of losing enough to know you don't like that feeling, the feeling of smallness that it gives you. I don't think anybody does. Right. And I thought, and it hit me then all over again, it is not worth it to fight to win because somebody has to lose. And when somebody has to lose, then the marriage loses. Yeah. And that means I lose because I'm part of that marriage. Exactly. Both parties lose. And it's not for the benefit of the marriage or the family. Let me give you something else. If I'm in the ring with Mike Tyson, for example, and the referee's explaining rules to us, one of the rules he's going to tell us, no hitting below the belt. <laughs> Yeah, what does hitting below the belt mean? Absolutely. And in a marriage, if you've been married, if you've been in a relationship with somebody very long at all, you have an innate, maybe subconscious even, knowledge of what below the belt means in that person's life. You, you know, know, go ahead. You know those sensitive areas that you can really hurt somebody. You know the soft underbelly. You you figure it out subconsciously that that is where there's a weakness, that is where an unprotected weakness lies. Don't ask me, don't ask me how we know it, but we do. And when we want to win, fight to win, without any regard for the marriage, the relationship, the family, we will go for that soft underbelly. Well, all else fails and the facts fail, go for the, for the soft spot. I know things that hurt you. You know things that hurt me that we've shared with each other through these years of marriage. And every couple's that way. And so if you're discussing how to do the pork chops, <laughs> you don't have to bring up everything from the time the wife was six years old or just yeah. to win. Isn't it amazing? Okay, just your illustration of pork chops, which I haven't cooked in years, so I'll go ahead and talk about that. But even We if need was, to argue about that. <laughs> we, we're safe to argue about that. Yeah. If I was cooking pork chops and you were in a mood to disregard the rules of fighting fair, you just felt like winning, 
you could somehow slip in the soft underbelly into our conversation. My soft underbelly. Sure. You could find a way to slip that into the argument about cooking pork chops. We know how to go from an innocuous subject to the soft underbelly for the kill. That's something I believe that we're all born with. Just if we want to win, we'll do whatever it takes to win. But there's something else that we need to move on and talk about also. In the rules of fighting, it's got to be stay on topic. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think what you mean by that (laughs) is stay with what the fight originated with. Yeah, don't go chasing rabbits. Don't deviate from that topic. And that's real easy to do. If if we still have a a, a sniggling resentment over something that happened yesterday, it's real easy for me to want to tie the two together, even though they're not even on the same topic. And that reminds me. another Another point that I'd like to put in is when... When you're fighting, and you're very aware that we're supposed to stay on topic, don't hit below the belt, don't get historical, don't get hysterical, and it keeps escalating. We learned some years ago from a very wise counselor, one of you just needs to say, stop. Just stop. We're not obviously we're obviously not understanding each other and we're not getting anywhere. In fact, we're getting worse. Let's do a reset because we're misunderstanding something. And let's go back to page one. Turn to the back, back to the front of the book, go back to page one, and let's start this all over again. How many times have we had to do that, Andy? Well, it's been... Can you count that far? <laughs> a few. But it's been helpful. Yeah. It has been helpful to say, wait, just, just stop it. Shut up. And let's go Nicely. back to the beginning. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not even nice. Shut up. Let's go back to the beginning because I'm not understanding you and you're not understanding me. And all we're doing is making this worse. So let's just stop it and let's go back and let's start all over again. And to the best of my knowledge, we have never once had that not work. If you can get a complete reset, it gives you time to reevaluate this whole situation and how you're going to approach it. Well, not only that, because I know that when we do a reset, we go back to the beginning. I am very aware then to say it. When you say something that makes me angry or I don't understand, I can say, no, right there, right there. What do you mean by that? Because this is what I'm hearing. And sometimes. And you have a chance to tell me. And invariably I'm going, oh, okay. I took that differently the very first time around. And vice versa, you can do the very same thing to me. Rennie, wait a minute, right there. You said that a while ago. And that makes me feel like so and so and so and so. What do you mean by that? And I have a chance to explain what I meant by that. And you invariably have a different outlook on it. And we can go on with our argument and do it much more successfully. Our counselor told us years ago that uh, 
marriages and relationships are kind of like cogs on a machine. We think they're going to fit perfectly together and, and the machine will work properly and everything's great. But the truth of the matter is we all have little knobs and little knots on those cogs and sometimes they've got to knock each other off to trim them down to make them fit perfectly <laughs> now, in the car. I remember that lecture. He was he had his fists up there and he was they were close together and he was rubbing his fists together. And if anybody's ever done that, your fists don't rub easily together. And he said that's what fighting does and learning to fight fair. And the more you fight fair in the morning the more you do that, the smoother the cogs get and the better they fit together. I always figured if you got all your little knots knocked off, that we'd, we'd be great. <laughs> oh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we hope that when you are fussing, or are you fighting, we hope that uh, maybe these little rules might help you down the road. And it doesn't have to escalate to something horrific. But just remember this also. Whenever, if it does, if, if it, it does, do a reset. Just yell at your spouse just stop let's go back to the beginning because we're not doing well let's go back and, and start over again pork chops will still be there <laughs> do the pork chops <laughs> this is coffee time with andy and Rainy bowman and we hope this has been something good you can learn from it today see you next time bye y'all thanks for listening be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and for even more from Andy and Rennie, visit coffeetimecolumn.com.